Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. You look to your friends. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to them, kid. This is a new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for DX. I'm your host, Sean Xbox Waltman. How you guys doing? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. As always, we've got Jimbo on the couch. What's up, Sean? How you doing? Next to Jimbo, we got Denise Salcedo. Hey. Next to me here at the table, TK Trinidad. And to her left, join us. Kind of a regular, uh, regular. Um, hopefully, we get you on the show all the time, Bill. Bill Hanstock from Uprocks.com with Spandex because you're much. great. We love having Aww. you on here. Oh, thanks. And you uh, all are great too. And <laughs> hey, so uh, I just want to get right into it. Uh, this weekend was an amazing weekend for professional wrestling. Definitely uh, groundbreaking. Yes, man. New Japan Pro Wrestling came in Long Beach and kicks a major effing ass definitely yes and right now on the phone uh we're joined by matt and nick jackson the young bucks to talk about a little bit of that hey fellas yep hey man hey thank you so much thank you so much for coming on man and uh thanks for getting on conference to be able to talk to you both at the same time no problem hey man like okay i mean just like you guys to me are the premier tag team in pro wrestling right now. The elite, you could yes, say. Yes, absolutely, man. Um, and you, you guys already know I'm a big fan of yours. And uh, yeah. it's the stuff that you guys have done like, like uh, your whole career. And uh, in ROH uh, and... PWG. PWG, everywhere. And uh, this weekend, though, man... like. Was really really special, and the first the first match uh, of the first night is very important. And you guys went out there and killed it, man! In that ten man. Thanks, man. <laughs> we we uh, we had very limited time that night, and you know, there was like ten guys in the match. Yeah, like man, that's like what? I think they gave us eight minutes. We're like, God, that's that's not even a minute for each guy. Right. <laughs> we were like. There's only one way to do this style of match, you know. Let's just go out there and kill it, and you know, just have a sprint, you know. And uh, we were happy with it, but uh, we were really excited for, for the next night when yeah, exactly. the title match. Well, I mean, that kind of to our thing. Yeah, that's what it was. It was just set up for the second night, and it was great because you guys, uh, you know. Um, Rocky Romero slipped one over, and uh, that that basically, you know, 
built for the match. The, and you guys just had an amazing tag match. I loved it, man. I Thanks, loved man. that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were very proud of uh, with that one. Uh, it, it was funny because uh, the second night, it was very loose with uh, with the time cues. So yeah. uh, they, they actually didn't even tell us how long to go. So we, when we knew that we we're like okay let's have a let's have a very good uh, match tonight since no one's given us any type of uh, time uh, restraint so that's what we did <laughs> I, I heard the rumor was like we were supposed to go like 12 and we were like yeah let's go 25 <laughs> that's exactly you know what man uh, to give you guys 12 minutes for, for, for a tag title match like that yeah I think I might have done the same thing it's better, you know that you know the saying, you guys. It's better to uh, say sorry than ask for permission. Exactly. <laughs> That's just it. That's just it. And we said, you know what? If we go out there and we tear the house down and everybody gets over, what are they going to care if we go a little bit over time? You know, like. And that's what we felt like we did. We had a really good one. And I, I'm in there with Rocky Romero, who pretty much helped book the whole weekend, right? So, like, yeah. if I'm in there with a booker and he's telling me, no, take your time, I'm going, oh, great. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just stay out here all night. And, Rocky, <laughs> and like, you know, a, a lot of people don't understand just how valuable uh, uh, a guy Rocky Romero is, not just inside the ring, but outside. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, uh, he doesn't get enough credit for what he's done for that. Uh, the junior division uh, over at New Japan. Uh, I think uh, it, he's overlooked sometimes because he's been around so long and he's been good for so long. It's it's uh, a testament to uh, his career. And he's and, right? I, and he, he, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. Gonna, I was just going to put him over more. I was just going to say that <laughs> man, he's so underrated as a worker. Like there's nobody, yeah. there's nobody in the business that has a hot tag like Rocky. Like he he's so good at that. Like he. He, that's kind of our formula, you know, like yep. he usually takes the heat and here comes Rocky and God, it works everywhere. So it's, uh, God, he, he's just, he's just so good. And I hope people realize just how good he is. And he's very selfless, right? You guys, I mean, he's not that guy oh, that yeah. I got, everything's got to be for me. He's all about making the match. He's such a pro yeah. when it comes to all that stuff. Um, for sure. Yep. Man. Uh, I don't. I got now that I got you guys on the phone, man. I don't even know where to start. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, hey guys, this is Bill. Uh, if you don't mind me jumping ahead in the weekend a little bit, everybody, absolutely everybody, including Dave himself, has been talking about that amazing tribute, Melter Driver. Yeah. And you know, Dave has oh, talked. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> Dave has talked at length about how much it meant to him and how emotional it was for him and his oh, family yeah. to see that. Uh, why don't you give us your guys' take and perspective on the whole thing? We we for sure knew right away because. We've known his dad uh, has been battling uh, the cancer that he had for a while, so we knew that this weekend we would do something for him. We didn't know he would pass away uh, during the weekend, so we're like, oh, man, this is terrible. So we felt like, oh, we have to do something, something for Dave because we we know uh, wrestling is his life, you know. So so we felt like to do something special uh, on such a big show that – he was actually supposed to be there live with his son. So uh, we're like, let's do something cool for him. And uh, we pretty much brainstormed it that morning. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to go to NBC. Yeah, but you really put the pressure on us because Nick shoots out a tweet and he says, oh, we're going to do the craziest melter driver of all time. And at that moment, we didn't have it down. We had no idea what we were going to even do. So I'm like, oh, my God, Like we better come up with something quick. You know? Yeah, so, uh, and you guys did. And we just started. Right. So uh, we we came up with what we came up with, and to the point where like we never even tried it. 
But because uh, that's kind of a risk. That's a huge stunt to try before. Sure. I was just going to say, come on, man. How do you even try something <laughs> like that? You know, come on. I don't know. How, I don't know how you guys how you guys ever uh, tried any of the stuff that you do first without just going out in the that's ring and just going to a wrestling it. ring in your backyard growing up. You get to do yeah, stuff. Yeah, like that, that. that that helped a lot with the stuff in the beginning. Uh, but uh, nowadays. Like, we'll just pretty much eyeball it and see if it's possible. Like, uh, I, we did try, like, the positioning. Like, I, I had Matt on the floor, and I... Like, stand I, here, I, yeah. Yeah, and I bounced up on the ropes to see if I could do it. And I I didn't think it was possible because of uh, how bad the, the padding they had out there. And there's nothing but concrete uh, afterwards. So right. I was like, man, my landing is going to kill me. And I, I knew... I knew going into it, I'm gonna be uh, hurt for the for at least a week, and and uh, after the match, I couldn't even walk because I, the, the the pads were so thin that my foot got crushed on the landing. So uh, right now, I'm actually limping. So like, hopefully, it's uh, nothing nothing too serious, but I, it was definitely worth it. You know, and I was gonna just when we hit it, it was one of those those moments like in wrestling where it's, it feels like. It felt so real to me. Like I looked up and I and I said something to his dad and stuff. And it, it, man, it was that was real emotion. And uh, everybody started chanting Meltzer. Yeah, it's like you get, you get lost in these matches sometimes because you, you know what's my next spot? What's the next thing? Am I selling? Like for a moment there, I just like I don't know. It was weird. Like I I felt I felt like a connection with everybody in the building. Cause everybody knew, you know, that was for his dad. Yeah. And Dave Dave DM'd me that night and said how much it meant to him and his family. And stuff. So that was cool, really man. cool. It was it's really, really, really cool. He's yeah. a great. Yeah, I you know a lot. There, I'm not sure what the prevailing opinion on on Dave Melter is now. Like in the industry but like it used to be negative when I was starting out and I just I've, I've known him for a long time and he's a really really good guy and and and, yeah. and honestly man I'm grateful for Dave Meltzer Wade Keller and, and these guys because they are they have given yep. us a, a recorded history accurate history of professional wrestling yep you know? agree. that's not totally written agree. by that's they, not they, written by the promoters you know right right they keep they keep wrestling in the news, man. Like any headline you read, it's usually from Meltzer's wrestling observer. Like it's like people are constantly talking about wrestling because the greatest historian of them all is writing about it every Wednesday. You know, it's like yeah. this guy has done so much for wrestling more than some of the boys. Like some of these some of these like weekend warrior guys who carry Meltzer, it blows my mind. I'm going, Dave's done more for the business than you have. No what kidding. are you talking about? No kidding. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, Denise Salcedo here wants to ask you guys a question. Hold on one second. Hey guys, so first of all, yep. awesome two nights. I was there both nights and you guys completely blew my mind. Um, so speaking of the Meltzer driver and that insane spot that you guys did, has there ever been a move that maybe one of you guys suggested that the other one was hesitant to do? Oh, all the time. <laughs> uh, man, where do we start? Uh, I uh, I remember uh, um, on a, a bus in Japan thinking of the Meltzer driver and uh, Matt told me, oh no, that's not possible. I was like, oh, I don't know, Matt. I, I think it is. And uh, sure enough, uh, it, it was possible, but uh, that was one example. But uh, I would say when we have like a crazy stipulation type of match, like a ladder match or something, both Matt and I will come up with crazy ideas that our opponents usually have to say no to. <laughs> right. I, I, rem- like, I remember we, the... 
I remember the match you uh, uh, I think it was Marty and I, Marty Gennetti and I had with yeah. you guys, and we did this spot. I'm on the apron, and somebody gave me like a tornado DDT. You remember? I don't know if you remember oh, that. That's right. Yeah. That was that's sweet, right. yeah. man. Yeah. I was all about taking hey, it too. Back in the high risk wrestling days hey, for their company. Up, uh, that brings up a memory. Uh, I went for a 450 splash on you, uh, Sean, and you countered it with with the X Factor. Oh, that's so, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was sweet, that and the was timing crazy. was good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. that was another one you can't necessarily try before the match because you're not going to no, have to do a 450 bump, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You guys nailed that. I remember that. That's just... That's yeah, that was crazy. me who gave you the DDT, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I remember Marty did, like, a splash off the top rope to the floor and he wanted us to move. <laughs> like, All right. What? Oh, that's he right, crashed that's and right. burned, poor guy. That's his ankle up that night. Uh, I was thinking uh, of any other examples of that, quite like, for that question and he answers. I think... Um, one that comes straight to my mind, it wasn't us who, actually it was, it was both Nick and I who thought it wasn't possible. We were having a ladder match with um, the addiction, Christopher Danielson. Oh, great tag team. And Frankie came up with the idea where I would stand on a table wedged in the corner and have him up in a tombstone. And then Nick would jump off the ladder and give him the, the indie taker. And I just thought there was no way it would be possible that I could stand on a table without the table collapsing without, you know, whatever going wrong. And uh, Nick and I, basically, behind their backs all day, were going, okay, so that's obviously not going to happen. What's really going to be the finish tonight? <laughs> and to the point where, like, they just kept telling us, no, no, we have to do this. This is too good. We have to try it. We have to just go for it. And they finally convinced us. They kind of pulled their vet cards. And Nick and I were like, okay, these guys want to do it. Let's just go for it. And, you know, and it worked out. And so that was one of those situations where not, it was so crazy that Nick and I were like, no, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Hey, so there, you know what? I'm happy we did do it. Did, yeah. Was there a backup? Did you have a backup in case it didn't go as planned? Uh, yeah, we did. We did. Did we? we did, but, man, I, I cannot tell you what it was. Because uh, who gives a shit at this point, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you guys pulled it off. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely did have a backup plan. We, I don't, man, I think it was me jumping off the ladder through a table or something. Or you know what? You were effect. scared. You were scared about me doing two Nick when I, I super glued a bunch of thumbtacks to the bottom oh, of, right. a, of a yeah. high top, and I super kicked Candice Lorraine in the face with it. And he he looked at the shoe and he said, "You can't kick anybody with that shoe. You'll kill them." <laughs> and I said, "No, it'll be awesome, especially a <laughs> woman." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um. That, that ended up becoming. I really, I didn't injure her or anything, but dang, she had man, she had huge. But you know, to, to to our credit, though, those are two like instances that uh, are huge highlights of our careers. So I'm glad we took the chance. Right. You, you guys were self trained. Do you think that that's the reason why your your style is so unique? Oh man, oh, maybe, maybe, uh, because we usually don't say no to each other, and we usually just do take the risk like there's a lot of wrestlers that are, are scared of taking risks like they're they'll do what they're comfortable with yep matt and i sometimes go outside of our boundaries and just do it and right. sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't but most of the time it does pay off i retweet- most recently like i could i'll go ahead Sean. i was gonna just say i retweeted a quote uh that says nothing great happens in your comfort zone that's you're right yeah that's true you're right that's good we- yeah we recently wrestled uh, Rocky in, Trent in Japan at the show called Dominion, and it was a totally different style of match psychologically. And we said, this can go either really terribly or this can be, like, a really great match. And because 
basically the entire story of the match would be different than any other Young Bucks match you've seen. But we said, you know what, let's do something different. Let's just swing to the fences and let's commit. And as long as Nick and I really believe as long as you commit at something and you don't give up and, and you, you like if you don't bail on it, because sometimes a lot of these guys will be like, oh, it's not getting over. It's not getting oh, over. Yeah. They go to like whatever they know. Like yep. Nick and I just go, okay, it's not getting over. But you know what? By the end of the night, damn it, it will be over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then what happened was we hit a home run that night. We had a really good match at Dominion. It was one of my favorites all time. And uh, so we took that similar style we did with uh, going back to you know, the, whole, the whole weekend. We, we kind of had a similar match with them again. And yeah. again, we were like, man, this, this clicks. This works. Like Nick and I are doing like sharpshooters. We've never done that in our career. You know? But right. I think now we've developed a new, a new finish. You know? like maybe this could be something we can do and it be less damaging in our body. Yeah, that's something that's just going to you guys are just going to evolve. Your work will evolve over over your course of your career and like more of that stuff will come. I mean, that's just how it works. And uh, yeah, and uh, and that. But uh, man, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, speaking of the G1 special, everywhere that you looked, obviously you guys know this, but left and right we saw Young Buck shirts, we saw Bullet Club shirts, and you guys just landed your deal with Hot Topic. How did that come about? Yeah. You want to talk? You want to? Yeah. Um, the the owner, the CEO of Hot Topic, uh, was actually at WrestleMania, and uh, he kept seeing Young Buck T-shirts, Kenny Omega T-shirts, Cody Rhodes T-shirts, and Bullet Club T-shirts. So uh, initially, he was like, "Wow, why don't we have those T-shirts uh, in our shop?" So he called uh, someone from the WWE. To, to find out why because he was thinking he was thinking that WWE owned all these guys' t-shirts and when WWE said no no we don't own those uh, he's like what so he's like man I gotta figure out who does own these t-shirts so so he found out about uh, Pro Wrestling Tees and he called the owner Ryan and yep. said hey is there any way we could somehow get something like a uh, worked out where we could get these t-shirts in so ryan contacted us and we're like yeah let's get it done yeah right. and, and i was Go just gonna say i was gonna add to it and say and it was just supposed to be like a little project at first they just wanted to test it because they didn't know how big this really was so they just yeah they knew right away the bullet club logo the skull logo is huge they're gonna put that in every store like we'll try these other guys in a few stores so they put us and kenny and cody and marty in a couple of stores and it it was just mind-blowing how fast the t-shirts went like and not only that but people were demanding i'm calling and they said that they i talked to uh, two of the buyers from hot topic two of the top people over at hq and they said they'd never seen anything like it so immediately within like five days they put in a brand new order and officially we were going to be in every single store in america and in canada so, like, yep. and and now this is actually a scoop i can give it to you guys first nice uh they just talked to uh, us yesterday about putting a an exclusive elite t-shirt in the store as well so that's uh, uh, that's great. our next thing that we're working on speaking of yeah, elite we're, we're pop, speaking of elite and the bullet club um I dig it, man. I dig you guys taking uh, and and having your your group inside the group. I, I uh, my friends and I we did that too, and it worked really well. Uh, and um, and uh, I, I t- tell me about that. Tell me about how that works. Yeah, um, you want me to go next? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that you know it's just the three of us. We always clicked, and we always kind of uh, gravitated towards each other. We've been friends forever, and. Uh, it was so great because we've been in Bullet Club for a while, and then when Kenny jumped, jumped on board, we we're like, "Oh, this is, this is awesome!" You know, we get to hang out with him even more. You know, and uh, we just got even closer and closer. And 
we'd always be on the Japanese buses and we would be like, well, you're bored and just kind of like do stupid things. So the three right. of us would go, hey, let's list the, the, the 10 top wrestlers in the world, the 10 elite wrestlers. And like just to mark out for ourselves, we would always be on the top 10. You know what I mean? Of course. It kind of became a joke like, oh, we're the elite, we're the elite. And then uh, one day out of nowhere when we basically found out uh, literally last second that AJ, uh, Carl, and Gallo were jumping, uh, the whole plan for the for the year changed and they decided that they're going to make Kenny a heavyweight and he's going to attack AJ and stuff. So he attacked AJ and then he leaves the ring. And uh, it, what was supposed to be the end of the segment, uh, Kenny goes to me and says, Hey, should three of us hop back in the ring and, and give AJ a styles clash, double super kick and then just pose just the three of us. Cause the other guys, the bullet club guys were out there too, but they had left at that point. So he looks at, <laughs> at Nick and he goes, should we do it? Nick says, I don't know. Ask Matt. And I'm more of the wild card. Kenny says, Matt, what do you think? I said, let's go. <laughs> so we slid in the ring and we, you know, we did the deal on AJ and we're just standing there in the ring. And we get all the photographers just start flashing light bulbs at us. And uh, we knew right there we had something special. Yeah, we got man. to the back and my phone was just lit up like a Christmas tree. And it was uh, just that picture of the three of us. So I, I captioned it, the elite of the Bullet Club. See? And that took off right away. And within like five, six days, I had a T-shirt. So we were like, and it, and it was you know, blowing through the roof. So we were like, okay, this is something. And so you guys just did it yourselves. It wasn't something that, that right. Gato or, or, no, yeah, or yeah, anyone yeah. from the no. office did. See, did that's the stuff. That's the yeah. big time that's the big time yeah. money stuff right there, you guys. And I, and I really you know dig funny. that. Yeah, you know what's funny is they were they tried their hardest to stop it. Of course they, they like, did. You guys can't call it yet they you can't call you uh, you guys yourself the elite. This is just the bullet club. And we're like, No, we we can't. We gotta do something different. We have to do something different because the Bullet Club at that point, people were thinking it was over with. We're like, no, we got to add some more uh, stuff to it, and, add some more substance to it, and we did. And in my opinion, you guys, you have to protect yourself in case the Bullet Club gets too watered down like the NWO did. That's yeah. it. It's true. That's it. And that's, that's why we did true. it. And another, there's a business reason behind it, too, obviously. It's, oh, for sure. We, yeah. we sold, the Bullet Club's one of the hottest shirts in the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years, right? But like yep. we don't get a, we don't get much of a cut on those things. So we said to ourselves, we need to create our own brand, and we need to market it, and then we'll make all the money on it. Yes, so like, it was a business decision too. Yes. So, and that you know what that <laughs> reminds me of, you guys. I remember uh, talking to one of you, uh, maybe by DM or something, right around the time you were negotiating with ROH, and they were trying to play hardball oh, with yeah. you guys, and you guys yeah, got them. That's right. <laughs> you got them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man. And that helped. That gave confidence to us. We were like, okay. Oh, sure. Hearing from people like you, you know what I mean? It, it breathes life into you. And you go, you know what? He's yeah. right. And it helped us. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you guys, they need you. Trust me. Don't don't give in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got yeah. Right. yeah. I remember that. They're yeah. going to need us even more in a year and a half on our contract. <laughs> 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 Do you hear that, ROH? <laughs> yeah, I, I got two quick questions for you guys. You, you, you've got the elite, but you've also got when Adam Cole was there, you had the super click, and now that uh, Cole's supplanted, uh, or now that Marty Scrolls supplanted Adam Cole in that group, is there a new name for it? Do you have another name for when Cody is a part of it? Because there's all different combinations of you guys hanging out together. Do you have right. little nicknames or, or yeah. terms for for each uh, permutation? Oh uh, yeah. First, Go ahead. I was just going to first say, may uh, Adam Cole's soul rest in peace. <laughs> 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 um, 
ahead. Yeah, we have we have different names for everyone. Uh, we haven't thought of one with Cody though. Uh, we were oh, he's thinking we should be Team FTR. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. That's right, which which is genius, which is genius. So I guess we'll we'll be named that. Uh, for now on. <laughs> hey, I'm a big, I'm a uh, fan, I'm a big fan of you guys. Is uh, adding uh, Marty Skrull to the mix? Big fan oh, of him, yeah, man. man. He's great. He's awesome. He's so good. He's, he's he fits right in. And even before that, we knew we we're like, man, if we could get Marty in here, it would be great. And I'm he, glad it all uh, worked out. He's one of the. He's <laughs> the kind of guy that brings something to the group instead of the group bringing something to him. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. they, it's yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's both. Yeah. It's a mutual thing. It's like he's so it's smart, a, man. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say his biggest asset is his brain, his mind, the way he thinks. He's so different. He's because like yeah. he, he's a little guy. So you'd expect, okay, is he gonna be this way or this way? And he's neither of those. Like he's just right. really intelligent. So I think he really gives. He lends something to the crew. He's nice to have around. So we're buddies with him. We call ourselves the the, the super villains when we're when it's the three of us. We've yet to have a six man tag, but the, the super. A couple it's out. the super villains that you can't hate. Like it's so hard to it's so hard to hate you guys. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> hey, yep. hey, um what it was really hard not to notice um on the second night uh a little banter back and forth you had with Josh Barnett. Any comment on that? I just honestly I feel like he should just be doing his job instead of trying to get like whatever he wants over for himself. Like I think he he, he has a certain style that he likes. Yeah. And it comes across so much like, oh, like obviously Josh doesn't like this style. Like, that's but you know what, man? Yeah, you, you get the product over. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. It's it's not announcers are not supposed to get themselves over. It's supposed to get the product over, in my opinion. So that right. that's where that where what Matt said out there was because of you know. I just said, are you burying us again, man? Because that's what he's doing. <laughs> like, I've literally watched matches that I have loved of ours. And I've heard his commentating, and the matches are less great with his commentating. Like, and like, and he he could bury us and stuff. But like, I, and he doesn't like our style of wrestling. That's fine. I don't like his style of commentating. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Agree on that. Did you? Were, was there any words <laughs> after? True. Were there any words after the match with him at all? No, no. I didn't even see him. Yeah, I didn't even see him either. It was a busy weekend. I didn't. Even, sure. I, I never really saw him. I saw. I I only saw Jr. Like he did once. Was, we were all sighted in different positions in different parts of the building all day doing pre-tapes, all this other stuff. But, uh, yeah. but no, not yet. Hey, what do you guys um, – I, I liked, for the most part, I liked the mix of um, of uh, the, Americ- the American talent that they had on the show. But I um, – you know, and, and he's my my former partner and everything, but like the, the Billy Gunn. Uh, versus Tanahashi, that type of thing. Like, I think it's good that New Japan uses Billy Gunn in Japan mm. because it's a you know. But like here in the states, I, I I just didn't think that was a good idea. I thought he, I thought Tanahashi should add maybe a a, a a Japanese opponent actually. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm, I'm not sure uh, how that went about, but <laughs> I think personally, uh, New Japan feels that because he's such a, a name like in America yeah. that it would bring more attention to that match because of it. That's my opinion though. I, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure of the reasoning for the booking. But, oh no, but I totally what, get it. I would guess. I totally yeah, get yeah. why they did it. I just think that they underestimated yeah. themselves that they needed him on in, in that position. Yeah. That's all. And that, that's and right. I, yeah, nothing I gotcha. against, 
I love Billy, and he's an amazing athlete. I just yeah, I question oh, that. Oh, dude, he's so good. He's so good. We just wrestled him in Australia a couple of weeks ago, and my God, I'm trying to keep up with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, good guy, too, man. So what's next for you guys? Oh, uh, PWG this Friday, right? Uh, no way. The most recent yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, Pushing right. forward yeah. back. Is the name of the show. After, it's the anniversary after, show. I think it's thirteen years. Right. Yeah. I want to yep. say. And and you guys yeah. still make and you guys still find time in your schedule to hit the PWG. That's pretty much the only uh, independent that you do these days, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty hard these days to uh, to fit it in. And uh, I I hope the fans uh, like respect the fact that we do get that into our our monthly schedule because I can tell you this I. It's probably winding down because uh, we've been doing it for ten years straight. Yeah, every every month, and it, it is hard. And that show takes the most out of my body, so I don't know how much sure. longer I can do it. To be wow. honest with you, and and I'm but, sure but I, well, it's but like I, they've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, we can do exactly. And, but, and here's so the we, thing: we I'm we sure you guys. Super direct. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I'm Go sure ahead. you guys could make a lot more money um, working uh, another promotion. You know, like, right. I mean, just because of the simple yeah. fact that it's in such a small venue, like, there's only so much money could be made there. Yeah, but when oh, you yeah, made your sure. Ring of Honor contracts and your New Japan contracts, wasn't that factored into the contract that PWG was the only independent promotion you guys could wrestle for? Yeah, yeah. You in the U.S. That's the only uh, other company we can wrestle for. We can still go do Indies, you know, overseas and stuff. Like, that's that's how important PWG has been to us. Like. It, it's home to us, and you know we've been there so long, and it, it's just it, something about working in that building, like it's magic, and we just love it. And Dan, Danny, Super Dragon, he put us on yeah. the map, and we yeah. feel like we owe a lot to him. So for sure, that's why that's we always, why, we always that's make why we do it. So, yeah, that's why we do it every month because of, out of respect for uh, our friend. Right on. Yeah. So, hey, any before we let you guys go, does anybody have any more? I had a questions? couple. Okay. What up, guys? You know me, Jimbo. Yep. Obviously. Yeah, um, of course. So my question is, with the ad revenue changing on YouTube, has that affected the Being the Elite show? Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, We make pennies on that show. So uh, that's why we uh, try to advertise our T-shirts on, like, the episodes that we have as much as possible. And I feel like fans understand that now, and it feels like they, they're buying T-shirts more and more even like when we upload the episodes, I feel like they, out of respect, they, they uh, sometimes buy some T-shirts because of the free content that we give out. But I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, Matt. Yeah, like there was never really much money being made before this whole thing happened, and but now, now that this thing happened, we're really not making any money. On yeah. <laughs> like it, honestly, it's something that we just really, really enjoy because we're, we're creative guys, and and it really helps. Weekends go by faster, and we get that. We're actually having, man, I'm having the time of my life doing this. Like, I'm actually more excited to put together <laughs> storylines for our little YouTube show now than I am wrestling in the matches. Like, that's how big this is for us. Like, we're so thrilled to come up with different, you know, stories and, and just filming this thing. Like, we're all laughing and having a good time. It's like, I, I, and I feel like the response has been huge. Like, we, it's, the channel's grown just huge. Like, I think in the last, I told Nick, in the last four months, we've, we've gained like a Fifty to sixty thousand subscribers on our yeah, on our little we're, channel. We're right? getting like, we're, we're getting a hundred thousand views in, in uh, less than twenty four hours now, which is <laughs> great. So 
right. it, it's growing it's growing a lot so uh, we're, we're very happy about it but there's right there is not much money at all to be made though from it so we're, we're still trying to figure out how to make money off but you know what the, the long-term thing the long-term thing is we've gotten way more over we're getting characters yeah. we're nurturing these characters and getting these characters more over That's now right. so it's like we've seen a huge response in it man it's like every time yeah. we do a meet and greet it's like i love your youtube show like it's never about our wrestling anymore it's yeah but that's YouTube the thing man they just want to know you and that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're letting them know sure. you. And when they know you, they yep. care about you. And they're emotionally invested. Yeah, right. yeah. So. And the other they question. know it's on a personal level now and not just a, a professional wrestling match that's level. Right. Like, it's so much deeper than that. you know. So yeah. it's really helped us out. It's like Whether we're making money just from the episodes or not, like it, it's something we really enjoy. We never did it for the money. And I think we'll continue to do it for a while. Yeah. The other question I wanted to ask was, your entire family was in the audience at G1 this weekend. <laughs> How cool is it to have them all there to see the imprint you've made in New Japan? And what is your brother Mal's reaction when he sees you guys? Does he wish he would have stayed in wrestling and maybe he could be there with you now? Is he happy selling cars, doing the family thing? Mm-hmm. He's. Uh, I, I saw him yesterday for because uh, I had a family uh, get together. Uh, he's happy for us. He. Uh, he's. He's great. He. He doesn't care at all about like. Uh, like he has no jealousy, I should say, uh, towards us at all. He uh, he's very happy with what he has, and uh, he enjoys uh, doing what he does now. So like, he's never ever showed us any type of jealousy, and he's always supported us and still does. Uh, and he said he was blown away by uh, the response that we had uh, live because he he told me he hasn't seen us wrestle live in five years. So wow. it's it, it's been a big like a huge difference from five years ago to now with uh, how the crowd reacts to us. So it, it was it was pretty special to have him uh, front row uh, watching our, our, uh, our match and uh, along with our, our whole family. It was, it was pretty special. Uh, yeah, right. So, oh, go ahead. I was just going to add that, that our, our mom and dad-in-laws are also in the crowd. And yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they've been with us not since the beginning, but, man, for a while. Like, at least I, I, I've been with my wife forever. We're high school sweethearts, so, like, I was literally with her when I was a backyard wrestler. So her mom thought whatever I did was so silly, right? Like oh, the time. God. And now she gets to come to the show. <laughs> and she sees, like this movement that we have. Yeah. And man, it's 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 vindicating. Feels good, it's doesn't really it? Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny nice. is my my father-in-law uh, yesterday. He uh, he asked me. He's like. Did you ever think you'd become this popular from wrestling? I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. But even uh, even it's hitting him now how uh, how popular we have gotten uh, all on our own, pretty much too, which is so cool. Right. I, I'm gonna take a guess and say that you guys knew you'd be successful in wrestling from the get go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I think we thought that so, but like. And it, it took a lot to get to, to where we are now. Like, I remember Matt wanting to quit after our right. TNA run and all, all the highs and lows. Right. Like it, it, it's so rewarding, though. It, it really is. Like, hey, you got to have a low to, to appreciate the high, though. And it's been a That's right. We've lost that yeah. minute of it. That's right. Go I, ahead, Bill. I got one last quick question for you guys. Ever since the early days mm-hmm. coming out to Mbop, you guys have sort of prided yourselves on being obnoxious, especially once you stop being baby faces, and you really crank it up every time. But uh, you, that's extended to your merchandise, the all-over print shirts and everything. But I want to know, you guys are the undisputed merch kings of indie wrestling, perhaps the pro wrestling period. Period. But is there a piece of merch that you guys have considered too <laughs> obnoxious to print? 
I, you know what? I was, uh, I was totally against this t-shirt. I don't know if any one of you will remember it, but it was uh, two monkeys doing our yes. our flex pose, and it said "Spot Monkey" under it. Yeah. And I was like, "No, Matt, we cannot print that." He's like, "Come on, it's perfect." It's a. Uh, it, and I, I just, I was like, whatever, just print it. But it, it sold pretty well, so I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Dude, there's not, there's absolutely not a thing I will not put on a t-shirt. Like, <laughs> uh, there's one thing that people have been demanding that I've yet to make, uh, just because the timetable hasn't worked out. But uh, we're doing women's leggings now, and we're doing basically the prints of all of our spandex that we wrestle in. Yeah. And everybody is demanding that we do the. We had these sites where Nick and I had a collage of all of our silly faces. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And a lot of the women are asking for those leggings, and I've yet to print those. Like, I don't know if I haven't done them because I I, I fear that they will be too obnoxious and people won't buy them, or yeah. if I just no, it, no. it hasn't worked out yet because of timing. No, no. I don't know. I, I may still pull the trigger on that one. You know that what? That one's a little crazy. This is making me think of the shirt you guys came out with with you two with jesus and it looked just like oh, me buddy christ <laughs> good christian boy yeah. yeah that's right i was like hey that uh, looks like me with you guys <laughs> yeah, hey, um, you're right hey i just i have to ask you this when's the last time you heard from wwe oh uh, man man when was that actually uh i couldn't tell you uh it's been at least a couple years Really? It's been that yeah. long? Not even secondhand? Not yeah. even through through people? Hey, give us a call? or hey. Oh, yeah. We had we had feelers when our contract was up last time it was up, which was, I don't even know what. Was that a, a it, month ago? Yeah. But, but uh, direct, it, it was probably the two years. But, yeah, we had some stuff like that, but we never really even got into it. Our names are always floating around back there, sure. according to a lot of our buddies. So. Uh, you guys have any, yeah. any any desire at this point in your career to go there? I don't know, man. Like, it's it's so weird. Like, right right now, if you ask me right now, no, I yeah, don't. Yeah. Why do I even need to go there at this point? But like, in a year and a half, the landscape may change. I may not be like we may have to go somewhere different, do something new to get hot again. Like, I don't know. I'll never ever say never. But um, yeah, I feel like if our careers ended and we never went there, I think I'd be okay with it at this point. Like, you know, I, I feel I, like we've done so much, so whatever. Yeah, I if if uh, if they were willing to give us. Uh, a schedule like the Hardys have, I would definitely consider it. I, I don't know if I could do the 300 days on the road. Like, I'm too close to my kids and my wife. Yeah. I, I just don't know if I could do it. Like, I've already missed enough uh, special days, uh, and like, you're not going to get those days back. So That's I'm right. Trying to, trying to I, like, I'm trying to my hardest to to see uh, the special moments. You know, so it's like yep. right, I don't know. I don't know if any type of money is worth that man honestly it's not it's not you guys and and i talk about this a lot man we can that the one thing we cannot save we can't put in a bottle is time and and man it's gone and we can get it back so man i i I totally get what you're saying man totally get it yeah like like for instance uh right now after we get done with cwg we have 14 days off like I don't think any WWE wrestlers get that. So like when you get hurt, it, it's so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get hurt, so it's so nice to have the schedule that we have right now. Like we we were only home for five days in June, but we knew we we're gonna have two weeks off in July. So it's like it's hard to compete with that schedule. It really yeah. is. Hey, hey, man, here's the thing. You guys earned it and you deserve it. And and, uh, Thanks, and I just want Thank to tell you, man, I'm. I'm like I don't mean for this to sound 
funny way, but I'm really, I don't mean to sound like your father or something. I'm really, really proud of both of you guys because you, you've done oh, it man, right. That, man. that means a lot, man. You've done it we, right. And and we've, you, known, we've known you for a long time, dude, so thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. man. And, and, uh, and you guys, uh, you keep your noses clean. There's, you never have to worry about the young bucks being in a scandal. And, and man, I really look right. up to you guys for that. And, and thank, thank you man. so much, man. Thank you so much, both of you guys, for coming on. No problem. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Hey, real quick, let's plug your merch and and yeah. and your and your social media. Oh, for sure. Uh, you could go to uh, youngbuckmerch.com for uh, a lot of uh, cool different types of t-shirts and uh, stickers, eight by tens, autograph signings, a lot of stuff like that. Or uh, you could go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash the youngbucks for. Uh, at like about a hundred other designs on t-shirts and uh you can follow there's no z in there though it's just prosandtees.com oh i'm sorry uh, <laughs> or you can go to hot Twitter. topic baby <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right that's right that's right <laughs> yep. any any store in america or canada in a, i think every store will have them by uh july 14th i heard or somewhere around there oh, nice. but a lot of them already do have them yep uh and you can follow us on twitter uh i'm uh at nick jackson yb and I'm Matt Jackson, 1-3. Nice. Yep. Hey, well, hey, I thank you guys again, man. I appreciate you coming on. Really grateful you guys took the time out today. No problem, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. The man. Young Bucks, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Thanks, All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. On what? Xbox 1, 2, 3, 6. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. All right, we're back here on X-Pac 12360. Had a great talk with the Young Bucks just now about New Japan Pro Wrestling it's weekend. Like too huh? sweet talk. Yeah, it was, it was, man. It was too sweet. Yeah. So sweet so we had to end it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about the rest of the uh, the weekend. Like mm-hmm. the, the incredible wrestling display put on by everyone. Well, at the end of G1, when Kenny gave his speech, yeah. he said that they were hesitant to come there and... and they didn't know if they were going to sell out a 2,000-seat arena. And he yes. said, no, next year, 20,000 seats. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't think 20,000 just because I don't see them get uh, uh, securing a venue that big. But I could see them getting a 10,000 or 8,000, something like that, and throwing yeah. it. I, I think 10,000. Yeah. I think especially if it's like they're – like if they do the – because the, the owner of NJPW uh, like just yesterday or today said – that they're opening an office in L.A. Yeah. at the end of the year. They're establishing the dojo at the beginning of next year. Yeah. And they want a tour no later than March or April. Yeah, wow. actually, you know, his name is George. He like you would see him in the in some of the ceremonies and yeah. stuff. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he actually con- like uh, approached me about doing something with them. Nice. Maybe yeah, with yeah. the dojo or. Oh, that'd be really cool. I don't know if he wanted me telling anybody that. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't say not to. Uh, put that in the press release. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> didn't say not to. That's very cool, man. But uh, so, do you think that they could fill the ten thousand seat arena like right when they start, like because it's going to be a big? You mean event, with the like, with the with the quick sellout type of thing? No, I just mean like what sort of like 
are they going to have to have like a because these two sold out lickety yeah. split because yeah. it was hey this is our first two events ever in the United States right. now that they're going to be a regular ongoing thing like I this, mean how regular though Bill well he said he wants to tour and they, they want to establish once a year a twice a year uh, that's true okay yeah I think it's going and, to and I think that they killed it this weekend so the people that didn't get a chance to go are going to be like I got to go to the next one Definitely. It's a bummer that they can't do, like, there's no way that they can, like, do the Best of Super Juniors here or the G1 Climax because the Japanese fan, like, that would be a slap in the face of the Japanese sure. fan because right. they've been doing it over, the, over there for 30 years. But I think it would be cool if they did special tours here where it's, like, the Best of Super Juniors qualifiers take place in America. Yes, that would be a great idea. Uh, it, that would be a really good idea. I think they should do something like the Big Four, how WWE has the sure. Big Four. That should be New Japan yeah. in America. We have Big Four, big events every year, and then in between we might tour Chicago, tour Philly, the other big wrestling yeah. markets, just to every, build like that's how a foundation and, yeah, of yeah. like now we're rooted here. This is what you can expect from us. Were you happy that it was a New Japan ring, New Japan refs, that's New right. Japan ring of announcer? Of course, I was. Everything you wanted, yeah. That's exactly, and that's what, I mean, I, and I even shot him a tweet, hey, congratulations on doing a great job of giving the people an authentic New Japan experience. Mind you, I wasn't there live, but I had a pretty good idea of him watching on the show. Uh, I think one of the cool things is that uh, it wasn't just obviously LA locals, you know, coming to the show. It was people that flew from like probably all over the United States because obviously yeah, it's better to come to LA. States. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. So I was thinking like, how would it be like, you know, if they were to, would they be able to uh, fill up a 10,000 uh, person arena, you know, depending on how, how often they do it because they do have people flying it versus more than just LA locals, you know? So that's one of the things that I was thinking that, you know, factors into how many people they could get. But I honestly would love to see them in a place where there's risers because yes. I know a lot of people were yes. talking about how they couldn't see. Myself, I had to, like, jump in some parts to see. But um, that was a th- that show. was That was something that, that, uh, that was the only negative I had aesthetically was that there was no risers. Uh, they, it did, so you didn't have the arena look to the to the to the building on television. Yeah. That was it. But the thing is, is in Japan, a lot of the venues are like that. Yeah, sure. Like one of the f- most famous, like popular wrestling venues they have over there is called Hakata Star Lanes, mm-hmm. and obviously there's a bowling alley somewhere around there. But <laughs> it's just a big, you know, room like that that holds like three to four or five thousand people yeah. with no risers. And they and it would be sold out every time. It was great, and the people went nuts. Was there anything else you noticed that you might want to change, or they could work on for next time? Like- I want like okay. Here's my the the one thing. Okay, find a uh, find a venue where they allow the people to throw streamers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. And- I was shocked when I when I when I rolled up to the arena. The first thing I saw on will call was. Uh, it said, I think it said no outside no food yeah. and no streamer. Oh, yeah. no signs, no signs, said, no, no, streamers. Signs, no streamers. And I was like, no streamer. Like, yeah. I was stunned. And okay. also, I want, I would like to see for for title matches, they have the the ceremony with the flowers. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, I want that. See, while I was in line, we were talking about the streamers thing, and somebody else was like, well, people in New Japan don't normally throw streamers. That's for different feds. And I was like, I thought no, that was just not. Japanese wrestling overall. Yeah, who Your told way, you that? Some dude in line and like. You know, one of those. So, 
that was weird. But the merch <laughs> there was ridiculous. That people the first night missed half of the show just waiting yeah. in the merch line to buy stuff. So definitely, I would say next time have uh, different merch. merch sta- yeah, yeah, different merch stands are like if you want programs here, if you want event shirts here. Yeah. If you're going to spend like how WWE would be like, you're coming to buy replica belts and big money items, they're over yeah. here. Yeah. But literally... Or do yourself a favor and just head to Hot Topic first. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was crazy because the first night that line never got shorter than all the way around the, the arena. It, was it never got shorter. And I kept going up to the front and like looking and like it just stayed the same length and I was like, don't they realize that you can order them online? <laughs> yeah, but someone was telling me if you buy things from New Japan online... You have to get a temporary like Jap- Japanese address that they mail it there and then they mail it to you. Mm. Like it's it's yeah, way more of a hassle yeah. and more money and hoops to jump through that people were like, oh okay. You so can't make things that hard for for but, people to. Well, do. you were saying trying to navigate through the New Japan That's world right. was hard. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible like terrible experience to navigate that. Though luckily, it wasn't hard to find out how to watch the actual live show. Yeah, but like if I was going to try to go back and like hit the archives. Which I tried to do. I have no idea how to do that. I went on the menu. I went everywhere. I couldn't find it. But I think that also the first day during the meet and greet, they had this kind of complication where it was one line to also to get tickets to meet certain wrestlers because it was like $10. to You got the $10 ticket to be in the meet and greet in the first place and then an additional $10 for each wrestler you wanted to meet, but at the same time you could buy merch. So this whole line was waiting to mm. meet wrestlers to get extra tickets yeah. and buy merch at the same time, which I heard got really complicated during the yeah. meet and greet. And yeah, a lot of people did miss the show. The person next to me didn't come through like till like the main event and I was like, where have you been? Like. Yeah. It's and crazy. you know what happens is, and, and I know they are probably underestimated things, um, but, and then you don't want to, like, you're trying to save money by not having as many people, like, you know, staff. Your bandwidth and whatnot. Yeah, all of that. But, but in a situation like that, you lose money. You're losing money because you don't have enough people out there selling things. It's like not having enough people working at a bar because you can only pour so many drinks an hour. Absolutely. So... We- we experienced right? that when we went to a soft opening of a bar last week. It was the um, worst. Anyways, so hey, what like before, before we go, I, I want to talk about like who stood out the most, and and to me, like my like as far as the guys, uh, guys, you know, guys, the the foreigners, the Americans, or you know, yeah. the white boys, or <laughs> 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 some black boys too. I um, mean, obviously, Omega, and I think Okada yes. proved like beyond a shadow of a doubt, he's one of the best ever because uh, that main event with Cody was just phenomenal. It was great. And uh, the, the the main event with Ishii uh, the second night was just, the, the storytelling was amazing, yeah. man. The detail work that was involved in that match. The only thing that bums me out, the only, the only blemish on it at all for me that at times bummed me out, it, amazing match. I loved the match. That New Japan hasn't toned down anything after what happened to Shibata. And that's pretty upsetting to me like i know it's a big part of a she's thing to do all the shoot headbutts and everything but that's a bummer man like after what happened to shibata and also what happened to hanma and also what happened to misawa that they haven't toned down a single thing like that's that's kind of a bummer to me yeah i haven't i haven't really put any thought into that because i'm not like i know i know something happened to shibata i'm not exactly sure what the nature of it was but i'm sure it was head injuries right subdural hematoma because of a shoot headbutt he gave okay 
and he had to have emergency surgery. He's never going to wrestle again. Um, and after that, like even even Shinsuke Nakamura said, like he thinks it's time for Japanese wrestling to start toning it down. That's the king bit. of strong style yeah. who said that. So wow, strong man. style evolved. So Is he's there done thing? with that. So I had an acute hematoma he, in my, and a blood clot on my brain when I was nineteen, and I still well, kept he, on but going. he's been that's but. You know his Shibata's whole thing is. How did you find out? <laughs> I was in, I had to go to the hospital right from, you know, right from the monster factory. Mm. Yeah, I, I caught a guy jumped way over my head and I jumped up to catch him and all his weight came down and crashed on the cement. Oh. Yeah, I was I, I was almost that almost killed me mm. at 19 years old. Yeah, I had a blood clot in my brain. It was brutal. Yeah, that was like one of the that was like my. Probably my first or like major head trauma besides when I was a child. Sure. Now, were you like, I need to go to the hospital, or were they sending you? No, to the there hospital? was no two ways about it. I was done. Like I yeah. was like, yeah, no, it was bad. People were like, dust off and get back no in way. there, kid. You're no, fine. Go get no. some water. No, but I didn't mean to go up into the weeds <laughs> on that no, because it's, this it's isn't fine. about me. Um, uh, it's your the, show. The guys that that stood out to me, because uh, okay, Kenny Omega, we already know, amazing. Uh, but Michael Elgin stock went through the roof for me and Zack Sabre Jr. Those were the guys that I really, really enjoyed watching the most. That Omega Elgin match was excellent, amazing. man. It was really the most, yes. most I've ever enjoyed in a Michael Elgin match ever. And I were, but I, I've known Michael Elgin could go for. I worked with him like I want to say probably seven years ago. It was one of my. I was I quit doing tag match or I quit doing singles matches back then because I wasn't trusting the guys like but I ended up working with him I said okay and the sec and after the first night I'm like oh wow okay yeah I'll stick with this you know he was he was excellent to work with back then awesome yeah yeah I like like and and Zack Saber Jr. man I I wrestling pure wrestling wise my favorite guy to watch right now as far as the you hold know hold. yes. Matt wrestling, yes, the best at doing it. And that fight to the rope spot, uh, it was just second to none. I'd never ever seen, uh, I'd never seen a fight to the ropes spot done that well ever in in my all my years watching wrestling ever. I think there's one guy that really stood out for me, obviously besides the other ones you guys mentioned, and it was Juice Robinson. Yes, yes. I was yes. like, whoa! Like you just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like it was badass. I, yeah. I really enjoyed seeing him. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, seeing Naito. I thought that was really cool because yes. he's so fast, he's so clean, he's so crisp yep. with what he does. Uh, Ishi was amazing too. Um, and oh, I really liked the tag team match with the Young Bucks and uh, Rapungi Vice. That I thought that one, ruled. that yeah, was yeah, a really great. good one too. So there, there was a lot of different highlights of the show, like little pieces here and there. Where I was like, oh man, I didn't know this guy was that great. Oh, this guy's even better, and yeah. I'm just happy to be seeing this guy. Yeah. On on that note, I thought Adam Page did really well because I've seen him wrestle before, and I've never been overly impressed. But yeah. his match this weekend, both of them were really good. I enjoyed that a lot. The only two guys I thought really should have been there that weren't were Hiroki Goto and especially Toru Yano because I wanted to see and meet Toru Yano like he was part of the original announcement when they said the yeah. roster that was coming over and so like that's when I was like I'm going to Long Beach because uh, I'm going to yeah. see Toru Yano but he wasn't there so. I'm sorry Bill it's okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe, someday. Yeah. maybe someday I have a question for you guys do you guys think that they brought too many guys because I know some people were thinking that maybe they're they could have done without some guys or do you think that they brought like just enough 
No, I thought they did. Um, like, okay, we could question certain things, but overall, I thought they brought the right amount of uh, firepower. I, I also felt like they really, because of the mix of people that they brought and the amount of people they brought, they were able to actually do really authentic New Japan shows yeah. because people are used to indie wrestling. They're used to Ring of Honor where it's like everybody gets 15 minutes, everybody gets 20 minutes instead of New Japan where it's like here's a seven-minute match, an eight-minute match, a six-minute match, a 10-minute match. Now there's an intermission. Now there's a 12-minute match. Now there's a 15-minute match. Like I thought it was interesting that they went with the intermission both nights. Mm-hmm. You know, because... Uh, I mean, when you're doing a live broadcast, that can, yeah. you know, that yeah. can really f with the uh, flow. The only major complaint I heard, some people didn't like the intermission. I didn't have a problem with it, but the major complaint that I've been hearing is that people don't didn't like the English commentary, and yeah. that they wish it would have been the Japanese commentary all the way through. Yeah, but they did, they could have they oh maybe when you're watching on Access, but if you're watching on New Japan World, you have the option of switching over to Japanese commentary at any time you want. Right. And I did listen to it because I've always liked listening to Japanese commentary, whether I understood a word of it or not. <laughs> it's just the the emotion and and the you know and and how much what they put into yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's like watching lucha with American commentators. It's just not the same. Yeah, I don't. I I would rather have like on on my New Japan show that I was watching on Access. I would nothing against anybody, but. For me and my authentic experience, I would rather have the commentary in Japanese with subtitles, English yeah. subtitles. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I I, I dig it. I mean, I um, and the same with same with my lucha. Yeah, you know, I really dug how authentic they were, though. Even the table during the War Machine Gods match when they broke out the table and it was like the small Japanese oh, table. Oh man, those like, things. That's great. I've had, some, I've had easier street bites than trying to break one of those damn tables. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Just, I My first match with uh, in Japan ever was against uh, Dick Togo. Oh. And the finish was... The finish was I took him and I picked him up and tombstoned him through one of those tables. Mm-hmm. And nobody was holding on to the table. I had to balance myself and him. And somehow, man, and it actually broke. Not like completely... Uh, but the people went nuts, and I rolled back in and won by countout. Mm. Yeah, and then like that was supposed to be my only match for that tour, but then they put me on against him every night. Wow! And then I had to tombstone to a table every night. Oh, <laughs> Stop being guy. so good, Sean. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens when you get to. That was Universal Pro. That wasn't. That wasn't here. That was down here. No, no, no. I just, <laughs> I just when you start doing stuff like yeah. when, once once Tanaka and Mike Awesome had those uh-huh. matches, like that's all they could do anymore. Right. You know? Something that happened night two was pretty crazy. Denise was pointing out. Yeah, uh, we we need to talk about Ricochet showing up to New Japan, which oh, was yeah. definitely uh, I didn't see it coming. I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, it was crazy. And when he said what he said about some underground company being pricks and not wanting him on TV, I wonder how much trouble he got in for that. What are they gonna do about it? I don't know. Nothing. Like that's they the kind. Everything's already shot for season yeah. three, and there's no word on production for season four. So. What are they going to do? Put him on restriction, ground him, put him in his room, let, not not let him watch TV, take his cell phone away. Maybe like fine tooth his contract and be like, well, your contract yeah. says you're not allowed to do this, this, and this. Well, and he, he's he gets already gone on record as saying that his contract's up. He just can't wrestle anywhere until on American television until his until this season has finished airing. So he's just waiting for that. Yeah, because that's also kind of you know a little bit unfair. They didn't let him be on the New Japan show because they have uh, King Cuerno and Drago that were at Slammiversary just the same like the, the day before. 
Wait, same day, same day, yeah. That's the exact reason why they so, didn't let. I mean, that's imagine part of the reason why they didn't let. You know, they have a, they have an agreement, they have a working relationship, I guess, with Global Force Wrestling, formerly Impact. Yeah, but the difference is like that's Drago, and Drago's on Lucha Underground, but Ricochet is not on Lucha Underground. Right. So why, why does that not? gray area work oh you mean as ricochet he wasn't allowed no yeah that was the thing like he showed up as ricochet it's not like he came in as prince puma but still yeah i just i like i kind of got lost a little bit when he got on the mic man the the mic the mic work got a little bit kind of uh i don't know it i it lost me a little bit it's just that it's it's if it wasn't ricochet i'd have been like oh okay (laughs) but i'm a big ricochet fan and so are the people in the building. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, hey, no, Denise talked about uh, Juice Robinson. And I remember, like, uh, talking to him on several occasions. And I remember when he asked, told me that he asked for his release. I'm pretty sure he did ask for his yeah, release. He yeah. did. Yeah. Right, it was right before WrestleMania. They kept him on until after. Yeah. And then, he, like, the day after WrestleMania, he was released. And I talked to him back then. I was like, man, you got to get a mean streak. Like, I, that's the thing that I see. Because, like, he's very talented. Good look, everything. Uh, but, like, I wanted to see, like, I want to be afraid of you. I want, I want to think, okay, this guy can hurt me. And he was like, starting to get there at the at his last couple of days at uh, his last couple of appearances at NXT, and we got a chance to interview him right after he yeah. got let go. And I've been so happy for him ever since. Yeah, he did great. I yeah. just I would have liked to seen him showing up with a tan and maybe work on the body <laughs> a little bit. That's it. Other than that, like excellent job, great job with with Zack Saber Jr. Great. Uh, who was he in there with today? The um, yeah, he faced Ishi uh, night two. Juice Robinson did? Oh, no, no, no. I thought you were talking about uh, Zack Sabre Jr. No, Juice Robinson. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he was in a he's tag. A yeah. yeah, he was in the multi-man tag. It's like five on five, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, anything else, uh, New Japan? No? It was fun. It was awesome. And I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Next that's year. the quote that's going to be on the poster for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything that we need to talk about before we uh, head out of here? Just follow us on uh, AfterBuzz TV, um, Twitter, The Real XPOC, IG, XPOC12360, Facebook, XPOC12360 Show. Um, also on iTunes, five stars, nothing less than that. Also leave your comments on YouTube and all of that good stuff. And um, do you have any events or anything? Coming up? Well, you know, I, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Waltman. <laughs> and uh, pick up a few t-shirts, help out the cause. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at the real TheRealXPoc. The other stuff TK <laughs> just told you about. So rewind it and listen to what she said. <laughs> other than that, uh, I appreciate everybody. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you for coming in again. Now uh, you can't be here next week, but hopefully the week after that, right? We'll see. I hope oh, so, man. Well, we need you, <laughs> Bill. You don't need me. You got TK. Yeah, where can they find you, Bill? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sundown Motel. You can find me on all social media at Sundown Motel. Check out withspandex.com and uprocks.com for pro wrestling coverage. Why Sundown Motel? Oh, wait. You already told him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What about you, Jimbo? Uh, if you enjoyed our interview with the Young Bucks today, you can go to HighSpots.com and buy the documentary The Young Bucks Two Sweet Journey that I made and hear about their tales of battling the Hardys before the Hardys were broken and how they became the stars that they are. And follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. Oh, it's so polished. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll uh, – oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. You can't follow Denise. 
Poor me. You're not <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't have anything as awesome as that, but you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at <laughs> underscore Denise Salcedo. All right. You guys can follow me at TK Trinidad. I am in my uh, second week of my birth season. Um, I have a charity event coming up for the Only 12 girls. more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Only four more weeks. I have a second event. I'm. Uh, Raising money for the Boys and Girls Club oh, of America and Canada. So that's going to be up on my Twitter and on my social media, at TK Trinidad. I'm all about the United Way, yes. Boys and Girls Club, baby. It's yes, not the birth season, just the... Yeah, no, I'm not about the birth, <laughs> birthday season crap at all. But anyways, Should mine's we... coming up and I'm hoping people yep. forget it. So anyways, I uh, thank you guys, everyone that tuned in. And we'll see you all next week right here on X-Pac. One, two, three, sixty! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac, and email us at xpac12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!